In about 10 years altogether, I did six years active duty and then four years um, active reserves. So I spent my time at USS McCampbell DDG-85. That's a destroyer for people who don't know. And then I was also at FactsFact San Diego um, Fleet. Um, actually, it's a surveillance area where it's kind of um, where they have the radars monitoring the, the seas. Then mm -hmm. I was at um, USS Nimitz CVN-68. We chillin' get high. Shit crazy, smoke to get my mind right, chillin', tryna get my grind right. What's up guys, Sergeant G here from the Stone Vet USMC. Happy Friday guys, the end of the week has come. If you work some 9 to 5 job like me and Len here, we, it's the Friday, we enjoying the week, we getting ready to enjoy the weekend. That's why, that's why I do this show every Friday, right? Because you know what it was like when we were serving active duty. Friday come around and then... You go hang out, right? Where's right. the who's, who's grilling tonight? Where's, where's the lick at tonight? The difference between Friday <laughs> civilian world and active duty world is uh, Friday's a half day, right? Half day. In the military, in oh, the military, yeah, yeah. when you're in the military, yeah, Friday's yeah, yeah. a half day. But like for us, we actually gotta work our hours the whole, the whole day, hours, the whole and nine then hours. however long it is, and then you get to enjoy your Friday. Right. It's not like national military half day. Half day, right? You national military saying? half day. And, I, anyway. and the great part is, is that. Len here, so let me introduce Len. Let me introduce Len, guys. If you guys don't already know, if you're part of the BTT family, you guys know who Len is. She does Throat Punch Mondays. Len here spent some time in the Navy. That's my sister, right? Department of the Navy, right? Yep, <laughs> Department of the Navy. <laughs> so what happens here is that I'm, I, I thought it'd be an honor. Len lives close. I was like, wow, you... You're right up the street. I mean, us veteran community, you guys know that we always have brothers and sisters all over the country. Where, anywhere we're at, guarantee you there's your brother, your sister to your left and to your right, you know? I classify brothers and sisters, it don't matter what branch of service you serve in. I really don't care. We all signed that dotted line, we both said, I got you a six, dude. Right. If you're going in the field, you gotta go take a crap or whatever the case may be. I got you, dude. Go. I got you. Nobody gonna come up behind you and take you out. You know. We all take that same oath. We all signed up. We raise our right hand, take that oath, and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Defend the enemies, foreign and domestic. Right? There's a lot of been a lot of domestic enemies lately, but I mean, we can't do anything yet. Not yet. Martial law hasn't taken effect yet. You know. And so, I have the honor of bringing on Lynn here. Lynn's a Navy sister. Did some time in the Navy, and now she's here in Oklahoma, dude. Go figure that, right? Told you Oklahoma's a great place to be. I'm telling you, guys, it's a great place to be. I love it, dude. I get everything. Yeah, I, get, I, I get my cannabis. I uh -huh. get my guns. What else? Like, I get, man, the taxes are cheap here. Property taxes are cheap. Yeah, it's cheap bad. to live in Oklahoma as opposed to California, New York. That's true. That's you true. Know, definitely Florida, the cost you know, of living is definitely a lot better. A lot better here. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier to live here. Especially yeah. making, bringing in a lot of money. It's a lot easier yeah. to live here, you know. How you doing, Lance? It's Friday. How you enjoying your Friday? I'm doing good. It's Friday. I'm ready to just kick back and relax. You right. know, long week at work. So, you know, we, we work, I work for the government, um, Department of Homeland Security. And so it's always, uh, it's always something going on. It's always busy. And we start the day super early. Super early. Like 6 a.m. Oh. And some days, you know, it's 10-hour days. Some days it's less. Mm. But when Friday comes around, we're all ready to jet. Ready to go. It's her fault, guys. She's the one that deals with green cards. You need a hey. green card? What's your call? <laughs> so I'm... She, she's... So she works long days. See, I yeah. work for the Air Force, which is like the worst branch ever. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, dude. I, so, I work there every day. Do you guys just sit on your butts all day on the chair? All day. All day. You so know. it's true what they say about the Chair Force. It's true about the Chair Force. <laughs> and I, that's what I tell you. I said, what sucks about the Chair Force is that they don't abide by their own rules and regulations. So I work for the largest organization in the entire Air Force. Yeah. The largest. I have the most people in the entire Air Force. They work for me. Over 10,000 plus employees work where I'm at. And it sucks because the rules over here from headquarters Air Force to material command to sustainment center, all the rules are different. And so, you know, like in the Navy, if it's anything yeah. like the Marine Corps, when they come out with a, with a, uh, an order right. or something, it's mm -hmm. across everybody better obey this order. 
in the Air Force is not like that. Right. <laughs> in the Air Force is not like that. They say, okay, here's the here's the original, and it has been deviated throughout the ranks, throughout the the, the units, and they only. Okay, we're going to do this piece. So it's a suggestion. It's a suggestion. Like, I'll follow this if I feel like it, but today it's going to be a no. <laughs> right, yeah, today, right. yeah. And so I was like, this is ridiculous. All right, guys, you know, it, it's, it sucks. I also yeah. noticed the military bearing's not really there. There like, is none. They're just, it's literally like working in a corporate office. Yes. They call <laughs> yes. each other by first names. Yes. If their commander is speaking, everyone else is talking. Nobody like nobody listens. They don't nobody listen. Nobody like pops to at attention. They don't care. Like, and I'm like, wow, what it, the? This is like it's, it's like the Twilight Zone. It is. I was it like, is. is this really happening? I remember I went to um, a command function one time, and it was a winter party. It was Christmas party, and then the CEO starts um, talking. Nobody shut up. <laughs> Everyone was still mingling and laughing and hoo-hawing and yeah, yeah, high-fiving yeah. and taking shots. I'm like, dude, your CEO's talking. They what, don't care. What is, no, no care. bearing, nothing. No they bearing don't care. It sucks. And they it, were just chilling. And the CEO was fine with it. He was fine. Like, I felt like it was, you know, coming from the Navy and on the ships. I felt like that's pretty disrespectful. Like, right. You know, you don't even. But rank don't yeah. mean nothing in the Air Force. I guess rank not. does no. not mean it. It don't matter how high. I'm an enlisted guy. I, I yeah. was enlisted in the Marine Corps. In the Marine Corps, rank was everything. You are a sergeant, you are a staff sergeant, gun, and first sergeant, and so forth. You are your rank, which means that because you oh, yeah. worked hard for, for sure. it. Yeah. You worked hard for your mm -hmm. rank, and you're going to be addressed by your rank. But in the Air Force, yeah. nah. I was like, you guys have to take tests and stuff. Like, you guys work hard for your stuff, but. You yeah. just don't care, do you? You just don't care. <laughs> I'll be dead. You don't call me about no. my rank, you know. Yeah, what I'm yeah. You don't call me by well, my I rank. I remember uh, when we were in, in Hawaii and Kaneohe, and I remember um, even going to the commissary or going to like the mini <laughs> exchange or the mini next. Right. And um, people would like correct, like the Marines would correct young Marines of how they were dressing, and Marines would just pop to like they had their. Um, Military bearing is on point. On point. For right? sure. Because I was like, point. wow. So I have a funny story. I, we, we have uh, one of our good friends. Mm -hmm. And we were stationed with him. He's Navy. Navy. And so he came in and PT gear to the commissary. And they were like, okay, well, you can't wear PT gear to the commissary. <laughs> so this guy turns around. Goes home and puts on a tuxedo. <laughs> He's like, all right, you don't want me to dress up? I'm going to put on. He walks up. in with a tuxedo. You know what I'm saying? That's just how it is. We are some, we, we do, we are, like, we are some characters when it comes um, to stuff like that. That's like on um, the movie Step Brothers, right? Oh, yeah. They're yeah, like yeah, tuxedos yeah. to their janitor interviews. <laughs> so, yeah. You got to dress for the part, right? That's what yeah. they always say. You got to dress for the part. Yeah, man. Tuxedo to the commissary. All right. All right. You guys want me to dress up? All right. I got you. So you spent some time in the Navy, right? You spent some time, you said 10 years. Like yeah, I were, did 10 years. You did 10? Mm -hmm. I did you six were... active duty and four um, active reserves. Jesus, yeah. man, that's crazy. So most of my time was on a ship. On a uh, ship. And I am very proud of my service because, um, I mean, we did back-to-back -back deployments on a ship. <laughs> West Pack, okay? And the Gulf of, um, the Persian Gulf. So this was during the early 2000s when... It was popping, mm -hmm. and we was actually doing stuff out there. Right. So, yeah, I did uh, four deployments back-to-back -back on the uh, USS Nimitz CVN-68, so that's an aircraft carrier. And then before that, I was on USS McCampbell DEG-85. So I was on a destroyer, what we call small boys. Small and then boys. on the aircraft carrier, where I had a the taste baby. of having Marines on our ship, <laughs> eating up all the food. All they do is wrestle in the air in the um, hangar bay. That's all we can do. They wrestle in the hangar bay and they eat up all the food. When a new CD came out, it sold out because they ain't got nothing to do but go to the ship store. So, but well, when Marines yeah. on the ship, we don't work. Like seriously, we don't do anything because we're waiting to get to port so we can right. go to work, so we can do our work. So when we on a ship, we ain't got nothing else to do but to jack with the Navy. Right, we unless they, got, um, <laughs> unless y'all had like temporary assignments, because I know some were like worked in the air department mm -hmm. or Airedale or supplies. So some some Marines would do that, but most of the time Marines all they did was wrestle, <laughs> MMA, UFC fights. You see them all wrestling, male, female, don't matter, and <laughs> eating crayons in the corner. You know, so 
So that's what I mean. That's what we do on a ship. We we have to keep ourselves yeah. entertained. Yeah. You, know, you know, it's like they always say. My wife says it the best. Like you guys are like wild animals when mm. it comes down to doing things. And I was like, I mean, it's true. I mean, when we on a ship, Marines, Jarheads, you guys know, when we on a ship, we have we don't have a job. We don't do anything. We roll over, wake up. Yeah. You know, we'll shower or whatever, brush our teeth, go get some chow, then sit around. We either play spades. Or if you if you got the new game that came out from freaking Broken Jawhead, what the hell is that name? Game called? You got a new card game that came out. It's freaking hilarious. It's what I mean is because he say got tired of playing spades because you can only play spades so much on this right. ship. You can only play yeah. spades so mm-hmm. much, you know. With dominoes, you break the bones out. You can only play so much, you know. <laughs> right. And it, it gets it gets tired and it gets boring. And then so what do you do? We got to earn our, our martial arts belt. Right. We got mar- <laughs> the Marine Corps, we have martial arts belts. Yeah. We like karate. We like the karate. When you go to the dojos, they give you belts and stuff. Yeah. We got the same thing in the Marine Corps. You know, we got the same thing. So you got to train. And what, what's, what better way to train exactly. than when you're on a ship and you ain't got nothing else to do? Yeah. As, we might as well get you up as high as we can, get you trained up so you can get your next belt so it can help towards promotion. Because this is what everything's true. out. Yeah. Even as a civilian, as a military, it's all about getting promoted so you can make more money, right? Yeah. And so that's one of the things. I mean, none of us Marines we don't like to read, dude. We got MCIs and all that shit. We don't like they to read. We got coloring books. <laughs> we got coloring books. <laughs> we got stuff we gotta train yeah, and read color on. <laughs> you know? No. And so so you did some time, some deployments. I guess you were you were popping it off back in back when the war Early kicked off, right? Early two yes. thousands. I was out there in 03. Ah, I was in the old. sandbox in 03. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the again, sandbox. 05 mm-hmm. and, we did okay so we did uh, my first deployment was a traditional six-month deployment and then the next one um then the next three ones after that every time we had steak and lobster at the end of deployment now anybody who's been on a ship and in the navy knows what that means (laughs) we had gotten extended (laughs) so the longest extension so we did i did a six month eight month eight month and a ten month one so yeah yeah um, and then one of those was an unplanned deployment it was called a surge because our um captain was trying to make admiral or whatever it is whatever it is some call it a political stuff so he's like okay let me just go ahead and volunteer our ship because we're the death to go to the persian gulf and so we did of course and that's how it always is i mean my last mm-hmm. unit when i was in hawaii my last unit I think we changed our name like three or four different times. I couldn't, when it was time for me to EAS, I was like, they're like, what you need? I don't know. They, they, they changed it. They changed it to one, then they changed it back. Then they changed it to a different one, and they changed it to the pre the other one. And I was like, I lost track of who I who I belong to now. I don't, yeah. I don't even know. They're like, what do you mean? I said, some freaking colonel wanted his star, so we changed the unit's name to say it's more efficient to be called this. So we yeah. can get a star. And I was like, it's all politics, dude. It's all it's all it always yeah. comes down to. It's like who 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 wants their star? Who's gonna get their star? You know, and it right. it's it's just crazy when you see I'm it. I'm not gonna lie though. CBN sixty eight, we called ourselves a five star aircraft carrier. We were <laughs> we were lit. We were really good at what we did. Because mm-hmm. we did it so much like when you're not out to sea and you're not deployed, you're constantly training, 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 so you're still out to sea. Right. But you're just not deployed. So you're out to sea for months at a time then you come back maybe for a few days maybe a week maybe two weeks then you go back out to sea so we were really good at what we oh, did oh man that's too much so, time yeah, that's too much time good. on the boat we really you've been living good. out of sea bag forever i bet when oh, you were yeah. trying to come out you're like oh i got dressed at i can stick my stuff i in remember drawers. when i first got back from one of my deployments um I sat at a stop sign, four-way stop sign, and I was like, what do I do? And I was just sitting there. I didn't know, like, is there a light? Like, I was like, oh, yeah. So I'm supposed to wait. And I was, like, going through this in my head, trying to remember, like, what? And then I remember, like, having anxiety over having to get groceries and actually having to pay bills. I'm like, man, I'm not used to this. This is weird, you know, because you're so used to being out to sea and deployed that everything's taken care of for you. Right, so, right, right, yeah. right. No, absolutely. I mean, that, that, that's one, I think that's one of the biggest struggles that we do have when we're uh-huh. deployed. Because some of us, I mean, in the Marine Corps, we'll deploy for eight months or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And then some of us will extend to, we'll, we'll, we'll piggyback off the next unit that comes out. So now you've been out there eight months, now you're going to be out there 16 months because they got oh, yeah. an eight-month deployment, mm-hmm. you know? And sometimes, I mean, you got some crazy jarheads that will sit out there as long as they can just because they're collecting all the, uh, all the uh, tax-free tax money. Tax-free money, yep. You know? Mm-hmm. And so they out there doing that. And then, like you said, when you come back, yeah, you're like, what you the hell what to do am I supposed to be doing at this light? Uh-huh. Or why am I at the stop sign? Like, yeah. what am I supposed to... 
You know, and then what makes it even worse for a lot of us, I mean, I know a lot of the struggles are when you're driving and you see crap on the side of the road and you're like, what is this? I don't even know what that is. You know, I mean, we all vigilant, super hyper vigilant and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, but after you guys do long deployments, I know the army, them guys stay out there 18 months further. Oh. Their only deployment would be 18 months. You're like, God. Well, do you remember back then in the early 2000s, we used to do something called IAs. Mm-hmm. So they would like just pick and choose people like yeah. involuntarily to go serve with the army oh, for a year yeah, at a time. Yeah, yeah. But they were still attached to the ship, but then they would leave, go to Iraq or go to Afghanistan for a year at a time. So they did they did their deployment still, you know, yeah. at, in the sand right there at, in actions. So, Absolutely. Uh, so I mean, it's, it's it's crazy to see the things like that. I mean, there's some of the things that we that we do struggle with that we see on a daily basis, and so, you know, and hopefully, I mean, now that a lot of us are civilians now and are just sitting back and enjoying the time together, I mean, hopefully, a lot of it is like we can realize it and notice it before something does bad it does happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that's one of the struggles that we do have is trying to get people to understand why we think the way we think. It's definitely an adjustment, especially if that's what you're used to day in and out, in and out. Like you dedicate pretty much, like for me, my job was around the clock, 24 hours. So it was a rotation. I didn't really have a sleep schedule. So like 23 hours of the day, you dedicate your life to actually doing your set schedule and you know what you're supposed to do. You hear um, bells and whistles and then you pop too. You know exactly what that means. You know, you go to GQ, Man of War, whatever it is. And then when you get out, it's uh is definitely a big it's a big transition, transition you yeah know? it's a that's, big transition that's what i tell you guys that's why that's what i say on my show all the time it's like the transition when, when you get out of the navy i don't know how it is for the navy but in the marine corps they give you a week-long class and yep. say okay you're going to taps taps class yep. you go to taps and they give you a week to prepare you for a lifetime change right. you know you and you're, you're like what the hell am I supposed to do you don't really retain that information you, retain you have a small little booklet and then all these people come in and you're already short time syndrome yeah, so you're yeah. like whatever whatever I'm just trying to get out I'm let me get my D214 yeah, yeah, yeah. you know let me get out of here so I mean a lot, they give you good information but it's such a short amount of time that you, that don't, I, you can't absorb it no, all right you not know at what I'm all. saying and that's, that's one of the biggest things that, that, I, that I talk about I said because look when you go in, when you go, you go to boot camp, however long your boot camp is, you know, eight weeks, 12 weeks, 13 weeks, whatever, whatever it is, you have that long and they transition you to become a, what you, whatever, whatever branch you're in, a soldier, Navy, Marine, whatever. But then, you know, you, you go to that, then you do your training after boot camp, and then you go to your, your MOS school, your tech school, whatever it is, right. three mm-hmm. months, a year, whatever it is. And then you go to the fleet and learn your actual job, you know? So you have four years that they've trained you, they prepared you to become who you are for them to provide them a job. Because they got you into this job, they want you to do this job for the next four years. Right, you sign that contract. Right? You sign that contract mm-hmm. and you're there doing this job for the next four years. And so you train, 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 train. You learn from new things from being in the fleet. You learn things that they didn't teach you in school. But yeah, when it's time for your end, the contract, Here's a week class. This is all. Yeah. This is all you need so you can get out. And you're like, whoa, whoa. I said, I don't know how to write a resume. Right. I, I don't know how to start my disability. I don't know how to look for jobs. I don't know anything because I've been doing this for four years. Right. You know, and a lot of exactly. people, a lot of people struggle. You can either do it four hard. years, you do it fourteen years, or you mm. do it forty years. That transition from military to civilian is a freaking flip because you have no idea what you're doing. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, and that's what yeah. I try to tell people. I'm like. When you was in service, I said, you got PTSD because when you went in, you were a different person than when you graduated oh, yeah. boot camp. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sure. You are now part department of whatever now. You are no longer who, you're no longer John, you're no longer Len, you, you know. You now you, G.I. You are G.I. now, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, so so your mm-hmm. mind is different now. You're getting, you've got PTSD now because you aren't who you were before. Correct. You know, mm-hmm. and so that's what a lot of people are like. Well, you know, oh, well, yeah, I do. Can I cannot can relate to that because now you're completely different. You are not the same person you were. I went right. in when I was 17. I was a kid. I was still. I was a minor that's when I young. joined. You know, mm-hmm. I was 17. My mom signed it and said, "Yeah, you can go." Yeah. And got me out of the house. You know, and I was like, "All right, well." 
That's why I tell people, I said, the Marine Corps is my mama and my daddy. Dude, they, 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 they brought me up. You, you got raised in the, in, military, in the military, exactly. Right? I always say that I grew up in the military. Yeah. Because you joined at such a young age, you're formidable. So yeah. all of you're the way they shape and form you and mold you to the way that you're supposed to be. Right. And so <laughs> that's who you become. Yeah. You I, I didn't have and enough so. time to learn who I was. Right. Like some people that join, they'll join when they're 26, 28 years old. And you're like, oh, they've lived life a little exactly. while. You know what I'm saying? They lived t- ten years. You turned. They turned eighteen. They had ten years of life. They had to live. They got to live and figure out who they are and what life was before they joined the military. I joined at nineteen, and even then, when I joined, people were like, "Oh, so you lived your life a little bit?" Because like I was around people who were seventeen and eighteen <laughs> that joined, and they're like, "Oh, so you lived your life?" Look, I was nineteen years old when I joined. But yeah, I remember uh, when I got out, and the first thing I did was go to the VA. Yeah. So the doctor asked me, "Well, why are you here?" And I said, well, I thought this is what I'm supposed to do, right? Right, right. <laughs> I, I got to, out. So this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I'm supposed to do, right? And they're like, okay. So then they just start interviewing me and whatnot. And, and this is 10 years ago when I got out of active duty. Because then I joined the active reserves after that. But when I looked at my medical notes, literally, no. she wrote down, why is patient here? Because I was told I had to be here. That was exactly what it said on my notes. At the VA, it sucks, dude. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks, so, you know. But and, and, but that is one of the struggles that we mm. do have when we get out. Hey, they were told go get your disability check because yeah. you, you broke yourself, you know. And it's a struggle. So you know, so I've been ble- I got blessed just this year. I was able to get my hundred percent disability. Well, we'll be well, too. Well, yeah, I I fought, you know, I, yeah. I fought it for eleven <laughs> years. But you know, so I've got I got hooked up with the right VSOs and okay. everybody mm-hmm. helped me out and got me where I needed to be, you know. And I was because I was seeing all these veterans that said, I got, oh, I finally got my hundred. I finally got my hundred. I was like, dang, dude, you know, some right. of them, it's taking them 20, 30 years to get right. it, you know, mm-hmm. and it's a struggle, you know. But they don't teach you what to do because when you yeah. get out, well, okay, go to the VA, get your disability, but how? how? Like, yeah. how is the process? What exactly is the process? And you, and as the years gone by, we just had to learn on no, our own. Right? I did everything on my own, mm-hmm. but I did all this research, and I feel like there's no way that I would have been able to do this when I was 25 years yeah, old. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, because now. Now I'm in my late 30s. <laughs> I'm gonna say how old I am. <laughs> but um, my dad's prior service also. He retired after 22 years in the Navy, and I remember he was nagging me all the time, "Get your disability, blah blah blah." But I'm like, "Dad, okay, I'm gonna get my disability, but you're not telling me how. how like, what would you even mean?" And so once I figured out, you know, I actually got a magnifying glass and went through my whole entire record, service right. record. I was like, "Okay, let me just go ahead and highlight." And it took a long time, long a lot time. of work. It takes a lot, a lot of, work, of work, yes. And uh, finally got it uh, a couple weeks ago, actually. Really? Yeah, just a couple That's weeks ago. That's awesome. So That's freaking I, awesome. I was on it for about 18 months, I would say. I started off at 20%. Yeah. Then I got up to 60%. And then I got up to 70 and then 90 and then now I'm at 100, yeah. but I kept refiling, refiling, yeah. refiling. Like, I didn't quit. I was like, okay, let me just keep going. And it's hard, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it sucks because... You earned it. You earned your disability. Right. You served. You earned it, right? And you see all these people out there. Well, if you pay me a fee, I'll I'll, I'll help you. Why do I gotta pay you for right, something? Right, exactly. I you know I'm not I'm paying. And nobody. I get discouraged when I see these people. And some of them are veterans. They're like, well, if you pay me, like, why? Mm-hmm. You can't take it out of y'all. You know, like we're brothers. We, you know, you're my brother. You're my sister. You can't just help me. Like, I mean, right? Because you know the lingo. You know how to write and. You know, I got hooked up. I, like, like I associate. I'm associated with the dis, disgruntled vets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And one of, the, well, actually, one of the moderators live in Yukon. He lives oh, here okay. in Yukon, so we're not far. Mm-hmm. And so we got linked up, and uh, he actually hooked me up with the VSO that was working with disgruntled okay. vets. And he's out of Maine. And he, he, he hooked me up. He got me up to ninety. And I was like, sweet dude. He's like, damn, you didn't get your hundred. He's like, what'd you tell him? I said, I told him what you told me. He's like, you didn't tell it right. I was like, damn. Yeah. I was like, all right. You know, but he's like, but he resigned and he's like, find a VSO there in your area. Yeah. Find a VSO. So I found, I, I, I got in contact with another bu- with another brother of mine. He's retired Air Force. He's down in San Antonio right now. And I was like, hey, you said you got a buddy that works here, right? He's like, yeah. He said, I don't know if he works there still though. I, I think he may, have, he may have moved on. And I said, okay. And he said, uh, he said, call him though. Call him and see if he's there. So I called up and I said, no, he don't work here anymore. I said, okay. Well, I need a VSO. Can you guys hook me up with a VSO? And they hooked me up with an with an, uh, an army guy okay, that was 100% cool. disabled, you know. And 
he put me in. He said, "You look at my American." He's like, "Let's try this one. Let's see if we can get you for this one. Yeah. You already got a bad back, anyways. Right. Let's see if we can get you in for something else on your back." I said, "Okay." So he put me in, and he, I said, "Sure enough, that first thing, the first one he put me in for, hundred percent." Mm. I go. was like, "Sweet!" Yes. I was like, "Yes, <laughs> finally!" Yeah, right? I was like, "Finally!" But I was like, "You see, you see, organizations say, yeah, we can get you hundred percent, but it's going to cost you this, right? I'm or we're going to, or an attorney will get. It's going to. Co- I'm going to charge you this much." I was like. Yeah, I was like, I'm no, I said, because no I can do it. Right. I can do you it. You can do it on your own. It's just a matter do it. of doing it. It's, it's finding so. the right people to do it. Don't get me right. wrong. Some organizations like the DAV, they got crappy people that work for them. And you're just like, yeah. why are you even here, dude? Like, why do you even do this job if you don't like it? Like, right. why, you don't want to help vets? Like, why are why you, even do why that? even do it? Yeah. Why even do this job, you know, which sucks. And so, but there are good VSOs right. out there that will help you. And they'll look over your medical record and they say, okay, this is how we're going to word it. We're going to word it this way. Why? Because that's their job. That's what they do for a living. That's what the government right, exactly. pays them for. Exactly. It's to, work, to sit there and look at your medical record and, and say, hey, this is, where, this is where it's... The this words word. that they're looking for at the VA because yeah. there's certain cash for phrases. Just but certain things, yeah. If you look at the CFR 38, I yeah, think yeah. CFR 38, it'll tell you exactly at this percentage is what you get. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you, the best one of the best advice that I actually got me started to work on my stuff again was from a random veteran in the parking lot of Lowe's. I'm loading material, right? So I used to do um, home renovations and remodeling as a side project. Oh, well, well. I did that on the side, and especially during the height of the pandemic when we were at, in, everyone was in quarantine. quarantine right? So everyone was going to Home Depot and Lowe's doing all that stuff. So I'm loading lumber in the back of the truck. I'm wearing Before my. The pro- we would like to give a huge thanks to Rafa 180. Rafa 180 offers pure medicinal CBD and products made locally. They walk alongside individuals to achieve a healthy lifestyle with options needed by each person. You can learn more about them on Facebook at Rafa CBD, their website www.rafa180.com or email at rafacbd at gmail.com. They truly believe your journey matters. Went up. Before the price went up. Oh, yes, indeed. Before the price went so I'm wearing up. my veteran hat, right? It says USA veteran, whatever. I'm, I'm looking all veteran and I'm working and stuff. And this guy goes up to me. He goes, Yeah, so uh, you in the Navy? I goes, Yeah, I was. He goes, oh, Okay, what ship were you on? I'm like, I'm, I was on the Nimitz. Oh, I was on the Nimitz too. I was like, What? What years? Oh, I was in the same years too. You know, there's 5,000 people on the aircraft uh-huh, yeah, yeah, So, you yeah, know, yeah. you're not going to know everybody. You're not going to know everybody. But he, he was like, Oh, yeah, shit, man. So, have you worked on your uh, disability? I was like, No. Nah. He was like, Well, well, do you have this? I said, Yeah, but I'm at 0%. He goes, All right, this is what you're going to do. You're going to say, da 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 da. You're going to go to the doctor. You're going to request this. And you're going to write some letters. And that's going to get you up, I guarantee you. And I was like, all right, bet. I'm going to do it. Right. So then I actually did it, and it worked. Ain't that from crazy? From a random person <laughs> that I was on the ship with. Like, Ain't that crazy? From a random veteran. So I actually did everything on my own. I actually went to VSOs. I actually asked the DAV to come help, but they didn't really help. Really? Yeah, no, I did everything on my own. So I'm already well-versed in um, researching laws and regulations because of my job. And so since I know how to do that, I was doing all that on my own with the VA and did everything by myself. But the thing that kickstarted me was that veteran a brother helping another sister out, you know and what I mean? That's what we're so, supposed to do. That's mm-hmm. what we're supposed to do. That's why that's that's why I love doing the show because like I said, it's all about helping people out. You know, like you said, mm-hmm. you was on the Nimitz and whoever watches the show I'm like, I was on the Nimitz. What yeah. are you doing now? You do your own podcast? Yeah. Yeah, I teamed <laughs> up with some girls and we do our mm-hmm. own show, you know, and like that's, and that's right. what it's about. It's about helping each other out because like I said, nobody's gonna help us. Right, exactly. We, we we can only help each other because we understand where each other come are coming from. Right. What walks of life we're coming from? What are we struggling with? What are we dealing with on a regular basis? Exactly. You we're know? the only ones that could relate to each other. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying the only ones because there are fields out there that could kind of relate, yeah. like whole field industry and whatever, whatever. But the military, we have our own camaraderie there. Like we have our own like it's like our fraternity sorority. Right. We all right, like no, brother and absolutely. sister. So. Absolutely, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's just one of the things that it's just like it's a, it's a it's a struggle for brothers and sisters. Like, I mean, some of them. I mean, we're shooting the show right now, and we have a brother or sister taking their life, and right. it sucks. You know what I'm saying? Right now, they're they're saying it's an average of 22. I had Lee on a couple weeks ago, and he's with Revely Bridge. He owns a nonprofit here, and he's like 
he's like the only reason they get that statistic of 22 a day is the veterans that actually go to the VA. They don't actually know how many people. They're just saying the people that are going to the VA that are right. getting a disability, mm -hmm. it's averaging 22. Mm -hmm. But he's like, you got to look outside of that, that people who don't get a disability most, check. And most veterans you know? don't go to the VA. They don't. They, they don't, don't go to the VA. I didn't go to the VA for 10 years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, so, yeah. I mean, if, if you mm -hmm. didn't go, how many other people aren't going? How many other people aren't collecting a disability check? Right. I just got my dad. My dad retired 20 years ago, and I just got him to start collecting a disability check because he was a stubborn. He said, no, I don't want it. You right. don't want the mm -hmm. money you earn? Right, you earn exactly. It. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You don't want that? That's the government paying you back for sacrificing your life. For them right to go and mm -hmm. serve you know and he's like oh well i guess and he won't he got he got like 60 percent, but he won't go back to collect anymore and i'm like why i said you can get 100 percent just like me right, because right. the crap you deal with his ptsd is through the roof like, oh, yeah. he wakes up in the middle of the night in the corner shaking mm -hmm. you know he's one of those guys but He's like, no, no, I don't, I don't want to, I don't, you know, you're just like, God, Lee, come on. Now. That took my dad about you know? 20 years, I think, to get his 100, but he has PTSD and all that. He's a Gulf War um, veteran, Desert Storm. Uh-huh. And um, even before that, he was around for Vietnam. Oh, man. So, so yeah, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? And then with the Agent Orange and everything that he mm -hmm. has to do with, you know, and it sucks, you know. But that's, that's what I'm saying is that we, we have to be able to help each other out whenever we're in need. I mean, if you guys don't come over to Stone Vet and listen to my show... Go check out another shows. You got Broken yep. Podcast. He does some funny crap. The Basic Vet. He's got some funny stuff going. VTT. VTT. They got their over. own show. They got their own shows going. We got I our mean, shows. We got the um, VTT Trash Talk Hour. We got Stone Vet. We got the Female Warrior Edition. We got Throat Punch Mondays. That's absolutely. me. So, yeah. So, there's through. so many different mm -hmm. podcasts out there that you can associate yourself. You don't like my voice? I understand. I don't like my voice either, but I'm here. I'm here <laughs> BSing, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I said, this is my therapy uh -huh. sessions. When I'm able to do this and bring other brothers and sisters on, right. it's my therapy session because I get to hang out with people that I, that can relate and understand this, the crap I'm dealing with. Right. You know? Exactly. Which is great, you know, because this, this is the problem. That's what I tell everybody. This is what I explain in my group and everything is that we have to build our community around us. Nobody understands us better than our own people. You know, and it's like me and my wife were talking. I had uh, Ryan. He's the guy going to replace my roof here. He's another jarhead. And he's like, he's like, we're cut from the same cloth, dude. Like, we, we know. Like, we understand the struggles that we deal with on a, yeah. on a daily basis. I mean, us vets trying to work with civilians. It's the worst, <laughs> dude. Like, trying to work with these that civilians. Is, yeah. like, mm -hmm. I don't understand you. Like, I don't, you know, I don't understand why you're thinking the way you're thinking. I don't, I don't. I don't get it, you know? Just the way that we talk also and handle things. I know when I first got out, I was really abrasive and crude and rude and just like talk mad and like said whatever came to my mind. Right. And so I knew that doing that in the civilian world is a no. Like, a no, no, you can't no, do that. I made a girl cry. <laughs> I was um, I was a branch manager in Kaneohe in Hawaii. Oh, yeah? And um, I I said something to this girl. I was like, you fucked up. You fucked <laughs> up. it was in her face. Like, yeah, blah, blah. And then um, she got up and she said, I hate my boss and I hate my life. I hate it here. And she stormed out and started crying. I was like, what the what just happened? What is wrong? I just told on? her that she was messing up. Right, it was right, a problem. Right. It's the truth. So then I had to step back and look at myself like, okay, um, maybe I shouldn't be speaking that way to people who work for me right. in the civilian world. Right. You know? And so, it's, yeah. it's a struggle. You know what I'm saying? I had Gunny on. He, the guy, he's writing a book, Born in a Bar. The untold stories of the Uncle Sam's misguided children. Yeah. He's got a book coming out. And he works mm -hmm. for the Air Force too up in uh, New Hampshire. And he's like, Dude, he said, he said, I had somebody tell me, why do you think like that? And I'm like, what? <laughs> well, how do you, why do you think the right way? Why are you thinking about what you're doing wrong and you shouldn't be doing it that way? Like, let me show yeah. you the right way to do it. And you know, and it, 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 it upsets my wife. I've been with my wife for 20 years, 21 years. I've been with her for 21 years, uh -huh. you know, ever since I joined the Marine Corps and still now. And she's like, you guys are some of the cockiest SOBs I've ever met. Yeah. I was like, we not well, Marines, cocky, yes. right? I said, oh, we not cocky. We confident. We know what we do. Yeah. She's like, y'all are the cockiest SOBs. She's like, I hate all of y'all. Like, you guys are horrible. And I was like, hey, you know, it is what it is. And she's like, no. Nah. She's like, but I love, she loves Marines. She's like, I love Marines because we're all broken. Everybody, 90% of Marines who join are all broken. Like I, you know, it's like I tell people, I said, it's either go to jail or join the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Half the people don't, they never, they didn't have both parents when they were growing up, you know, they were bad influences in school or whatever the case may be. And that's how my wife grew up. She didn't grow up, you know, some people look at her and say, you grew up with a silver spoon in your mouth. She's like, if you only knew. She grew up, she's so poor. She's like, I didn't have electricity at the time. Mm -hmm. I didn't know no food. I didn't know oh, where yeah. meals were coming mm -hmm. from. I didn't know anything. You know, she didn't have both her parents, you know, and she was in between her mom and her dad in the state. She got, she was actually awarded to the state when she was like 14 years old. And she's just like, I don't. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. She lived mm -hmm. a rough life, mm -hmm. you know? And she's like, I don't. And people, she's like, people would be like, you were fed with a silver spoon. She's like, shit. Unless it was mm -hmm. twisted and rusted up. But she's like, right. maybe, but, you know, but. And she's like, I love Marines because, I mean, because it's true, a majority of us are broken, a majority of us are trying to figure out life, you know, we joined right. the Marine Corps, and in the Marine Corps, I think we have the tightest camaraderie because, hell, man, they, they drill that to us in boot camp, like, we sleeping together butt naked in the freaking box, like, <laughs> yep. it's cold For as hell, sure. and here we are, I got, we, we got each other's back, you know, and I was like, and that's just the way we, that's the way we are, I guess that's why we're so, that's why people look at us like, you guys are freaking crazy, you guys just don't care, you guys do whatever you want. It's honest, true. Yeah, we do. We do. We take care of each other. We make sure each other right. take care of, and we got the necessities we need, you know. And so that's what we try to instill in every, in every branch that we associate with. It's like, hey, dude, what do you need? You need something? I got mm -hmm. something for you. I can help you, you know. Yeah. You know, I try to push out the nonprofits that I know, like Tackle Twenty Two down in Georgia, Battle Twenty Two out in Alabama. You know, there's a lot of nonprofits across the U.S. Like I didn't even realize it, but there's a there's over like two hundred thousand nonprofits in the U.S. Veteran-owned nonprofits. Yeah. Which is insane, you know, I didn't that even realize that. But that's why I say we have to build our community around us, around our area where we're at, you know, because I, I can't help you. If you're out in Washington, I can't help you because I don't know the area. Correct. But we have brothers and sisters that are in the area, that know the area, that could actually say, hey, I know this, do you guys know, do you guys know about this nonprofit out here? You know, I got uh, Jake with Rake Force. He's up in Washington, Washington, Oregon area. He's doing some amazing things. He's got a he's got his organization Rake Force going on right now, and they go through and clean out the forest, and then yeah. do biochar, well, which is a freaking cool. amazing. Yeah, he's doing some awesome things up there as well, you know. But I love doing the show because I get to bring on great guests like right. yourself. I get well, to bring you. on great guests to the show <laughs> that you know that I would have never met before the show, you right. know. And it's awesome because we're able to hang out and see that and know that we're hey we're here for each other now. Exactly. You know? So I, I mean, I think not only just the Marines, but the Navy and any branch, what you try to do is you build up your sailor, you build up your Marine, mm. you build up your soldier, and you want them to advance, you want them to do good in their career. So you kind of take that when you get out of the mm. military, you take that with you, and you want to build other people up. So Absolutely. It's, you know, so it's like not just the Marines, but I know in my workplace right now, I have other veterans that work there, and I try to help them on what they're doing. And if they needed help with the VA, I'm like, okay, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do that. Matter of fact, me and one of my coworkers got 100 at the same time. Ooh, at the same what? time. And it's wow. just like, and he did everything I told him to do. He did everything on his own. Mm -hmm. And he was like, man, I owe you so much. But I was like, that's what we do. We like, we help each other. Each if, other you, right? if I see that there's an area that you need help in and I have expertise in it or I know something about it or I know where to go, I'm going to help you and I'm going to direct you towards right. that. And that's what I tell people. I say, for me, I, I love when people reach out to me because I said, if I don't know it, I know somebody that does. Correct. I know mm -hmm. somebody that knows it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I get a lot of people I talk to and they, they do nonprofits. I said, oh, do you know Travis? No, I don't know who Travis is. Well, let me get you in connection with Travis because Travis will be able to show you what you need to do. You'll be able to guide you. I said his whole podcast, he has over 100 episodes, and then with all nonprofit people, people who run nonprofit organizations across the world, not just the U.S., across the world and how they're doing it and how they're raising funds, especially during COVID, how they're still able to raise funds and meet their goals that they need to meet every month. Because that's a hard part. Being a nonprofit yeah. is asking people for money. Especially during COVID. Especially during COVID, asking people so. for money. Mm -hmm. It's kind of hard to ask somebody for money during COVID when everybody's struggling, right? Right. But they know how to do it, and they're still they're still running their nonprofits. Did they probably take a little bit of a hit? Probably took a little bit yeah, of a hit. of course. But they were still mm -hmm. able to function. You know, they're still able to function, and that's what he does. He shows people how to do it. So I want to show you how to do it. Let me help you. Let me assist you with this, you know. And there's some great people. I mean, there's, there's more nonprofits here in Oklahoma. And I, I, got, I, got, I got some ladies coming on. Hopefully this week I'll be able to bring them in and be able to talk to them as well and hang out with them. But, I mean, it, it's just, it's the camaraderie. This is what's It missed. really is. 
Mm-hmm. This is what's missed is hanging out, sitting on the couch, sitting back, just shooting the crap, talking about our time in the, in the military. It's what we miss. We get out and that's one of the biggest struggles, you know. I, I've, I've said it before. I mean, especially how they're saying we're losing 22 a day is a calculation of what they're coming up with. But they don't they don't key in the, the opioid addiction. People are dying from, oh, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, the people who are dying from opioid mm-hmm. overdose is, is 30 veterans a day. Right. So 30 mm-hmm. veterans on top of the 22 that they're calculating right now is 52 vets a day. Right. right? And so that's so many an hour, right? So many an hour. And it sucks because, you know what I'm saying? I say, you got your own life. You have kids. You have a husband. You've got work. And it's hard. And that's what I tell you. I said, I got seven kids and a wife. I said, it's hard. We have our own lives. We have things that we're doing. But you have to be able to pick up the phone. And just right. call somebody. Say, hey, dude, I was thinking about you today. How you doing? So make sure you're doing good. You know, will they lie to you? Probably. They'll probably lie mm-hmm. to you and say, I'm doing good. You know, it's a lot of things. I mean, especially with men. We, do, we don't like to tell people we're hurting. We're in trouble. We're struggling right now. We don't like to. That's just us. It's our character, you know. But we have to, at least if somebody does call and pick up, like, wow, he was really thinking about me today, you know. That's one of the things that, that, that we struggle with. It's not reaching out to each other and say, hey, dude, how you doing today? I need to tell, I just want to reach out. I just want to see how you're doing. You know, and, it, and it's tough, especially when it's raining. I mean, in Oklahoma, it's going to be raining all freaking week. Like, I mean, it's going to be dreary. It's going to be crappy. And it's, yeah, it's just, it sucks, you know? Mm-hmm. That's and, you can't really go outside and enjoy yourself. Enjoy so yourself. You're going to be inside. Yeah. Stuck. And so, what are you going to do? And then, you think, and then all the thoughts come back. Mm-hmm. And you get all these thoughts and all this crap. And it beats you up. But you can't let the demons win. Right. That's the biggest struggle is that you can't let the demons beat you. got to let the demons you. out. You got to let them out. You got to figure mm-hmm. out how to do it. Who, who do you got? Who are you hanging out with? I'm hanging out with Lynn today. Right. I got Lynn to come over and hang out with me and enjoy some time together. Who are you guys hanging out with? Who are you guys talking to? You know? I mean, it's not even about just like calling somebody. Even, right now we have social media, so we're online, right? Mm-hmm. So we have our group, VTT, Veteran Trash Talk. Don't let the name fool you. We are there for a reason. Number one is to prevent the veteran suicide. Now, I saw yeah. another, yesterday, actually, when the boys were doing their podcast, somebody commented, well, what does this even have to do with preventing suicide? Everything, everything. Mm-hmm. So you're, it's creating that camaraderie, it's creating, creating that relationship, it's creating that, you know, that, that baseline where we all come from, that we all can relate to each other. Right. So it's, commu- it's creating those relationships. And with those relationships, that makes people comfortable to reach out or just comfortable to just shoot the shit with right. each other. So sh- even shooting the shit, you might not know, but it could save somebody's life. Right. Just joking with them and just talking normal stuff because it makes people feel like they are actually a person, a human being. Right, right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, even if you're just online, reach out or like shoot, come shoot the shit with us at VTT. Right, absolutely. And that, I mean, that's the same thing. That's what I tell people. I say, man, I got my group over the Stone Vet USMC. I mean, I've got a great community there. A lot of people are just, we hang out, we talk, we lollygag, you know, somebody needs help. If a family member's hurting, a, we're doing like GoFundMe's and stuff like that because we're supposed to help each other. We're supposed to take care of each other. Mm-hmm. We all struggle. It sucks, but life is focused around money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It sucks, but it does. I mean, your life, if you don't have enough money, it's hard to live a good life. Like or it's hard to go get groceries. It's hard to fill up the gas tank. It's hard to go and do things if you don't have enough money. And being veterans, I mean, that's one of the struggles. It's like, how do I bring in money? You're used to getting your paycheck the 1st and 15th of every month, right? 1st and 15th, you get paid. Then you got medical and your dental. But once you get out, you ain't getting paid on the 1st and 15th anymore. Nope. You know what I'm saying? You're not getting paid on the 1st and 15th. So you got to figure out what's an avenue that I can make money so I can ensure that I still get paid, you know? That's why what's great is that I've brought on a lot of people who started their own business. A lot of veterans start their own business because they don't want to work for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? I don't like working for somebody else. <laughs> I don't either, but I do. I work for Uncle Sam still. Still, right? I do too. I, I still work you too. Know? And I was like, so. this sucks, dude. And I'm, I'm trying to teach my son. He's 16. I was like, you got to start a business, dude. Like, you, I'm telling you right now, you don't want to make somebody else rich. Right. You go to work to make somebody else rich. And you don't want to do that. I'm telling you now, don't do that. Because why wouldn't you want to make yourself rich? You know? Like I said, there's a lot of veterans. I mean, you guys that are entrepreneurs doing your thing, you guys work every day, seven days a week. I'm not saying you got an easy job, but you get to get up when you need it, when you want to get up. You go and do your job throughout the day, regardless if, you get, if it ends at four, it's good. If not, if it ends at seven, then it ends at seven. But you're doing it for you. You're not doing it for somebody else. Especially if you're doing something that you love. Right. You know, your work ethic is going to be there. Right. Your motivation is going to be there. That's what you want to do. 
So as long as you have that, you know, you'll be able to make it fine. But a lot of us make, like where we're at now, we kind of make it look like it's easy. But it took us all these oh, steps yeah. to get there. So a lot of failures or a lot of heartaches and trying to figure out, okay, where do I actually need to be in life? Right. So it's not like it's going to come overnight. So don't expect it to come overnight. It took me... It took us, me and my husband, 10 years to get to where we're at today. Right, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have my master's degree now. I used my GI Bill to my benefit. I got my BSBA, I got my master's degree. Now I'm using my other benefits um, to go try to get my PhD. Right. But it was a struggle. And there was a time where we did live in an apartment and we were scrounging <laughs> for change so I could get a two-buck chuck of bottle of wine and a pack of cigarettes, <laughs> you know? So that was that time. Like, I still remember those days. So it keeps me humble knowing the fact that where I came from was, you know, it was nowhere where I am now. Right, and so it makes you more appreciative from all the hard work that you've done to get to where you're at today. So. Absolutely. And that's what I tell you guys. It, it, are you in a struggle? Are you at that point right now in your life where you're like, this sucks, I hate where I'm at? This is, We've all been there. We've all had that struggle of like, what am I gonna do tomorrow? How am I gonna feed my kids? How am I gonna pay for the rent, the mortgage? How am I gonna do these things? It's hard. But if you guys ever reach out to the great people that I bring on, I guarantee you they can give you some ideas on, let me show you how I did it. Let me show you what I did to get out of that slump. Let me help you. You know, mm -hmm. because you guys, that's one thing that the military has given us is perseverance. You have mm -hmm. to keep pushing forward. Keep How do you keep going? You put one foot in front of the other and you keep going. You keep the mission at hand. You like, keep it right in front and you say, focused. okay, this is what I got to do. Mm -hmm. What do I got to do to get to this point? You know, and it's like I tell people, I mean, it's like they tell you, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. That's how you eat a whole <laughs> elephant. One bite at a time. That's all you yep. can do. Put one foot in front of the other. So with your show, with, with Throat Punch Mondays, where do you see it going? What do you see? How how do you how are you liking that with the other ladies? So we just really barely started, and we recorded our first episode. We're gonna be going live. We're gonna be doing it the first Monday and third Monday of every month. First Monday will be a recorded show, and then the third Monday is gonna be a live. Ooh. And so we try. We want to kind of touch on things that better women veteran go through and what women's service members go through as well um, that's not really touched on but we also want to you know highlight the good stuff and highlight why is why did it benefit us and why would it benefit other people who right. are thinking of it and also highlight you know entrepreneurs and just going through the everyday struggles right. of what it's like to be a woman warrior because definitely <laughs> you know definitely males and females you have different perspectives you go through different things like yes we all take the same oath we all go through maybe we're at the same command we have the same yeah. whatever but our perspectives and what exactly our personal experiences might differ so that's what our show is about oh that's awesome that's awesome i got some great guests that'd be great on your show yeah. i got i got kelly at oakwood place she's got okay. some amazing things i got carrie at soldier girl coffee she got some great things. I mean, yeah, we definitely want to highlight all the good stuff. All the good stuff, but also awesome. touch on the, you know, like what you know, yeah, the struggles you, and what's bad. You like, females go on? through a lot. I've interviewed mm -hmm. a few females on my show, and I'm like, <laughs> I can't believe y'all went through all that crap while serving. Mm -hmm. You know, but it, it happens. Yeah. It, it does happen. It's a, it's a man-dominated service. The military is. is ran by men. You know what I'm saying? It's ran by. Majority I mean, we're just gonna say it straight up. It's a male, it's you a know, male world. organization, right? Right. and it sucks because you mm -hmm. have, you have to figure out where do I stand. I mean, you got Leah on your show, and Leah's very much no. I'm a woman, but this is who I am. Yeah. This is what I'm. This is how it's supposed to be done. You know, she stands her right. own. I've had her on my yes. show. You know, I've had her on my show, and watching her do with you guys. I mean, I know who she is, and she's a great person. I mean, she's doing amazing things as well. And I mean, to see you girls doing this to help be like. Raise awareness. To raise this awareness. Yeah. Raise, stand raise, your ground. Stand your ground, right? Definitely be your own person. And don't let nobody tell you no. Don't let nobody tell you you can't do something because of your gender. Or right. because of your identity. Whatever you identify as these days. Right. right? Don't let somebody tell you you can't do something. You know, so just keep going. Keep persevering. Keep being you. Be all you can be. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> no, and it's, and it's tough. You know, and, and right. it's tough. But I mean, yeah. what you guys are doing over there is great. Because I mean... Even in the podcast world, you don't see a lot of female podcast hosts. Right. You know what I'm saying? What makes us different also is that Leah is Army, Lita is Air Force, and then I'm Navy. So you get those three very different perspectives of female veterans in different from different branches Absolutely. come together to talk about 
you know, what the different struggles, the different but then you can balance mm-hmm. out and say, damn, it's like that there too. I thought it was just right. over here, like right. that, you mm-hmm. know, which is great. I mean, it, it's great because you all three of y'all are together doing it, able to host your own show, able to do the things that you're doing. It's raising awareness, you know, and bringing, bringing more people to watch, right? So that's right. what it's about. I mean, over at Veteran Trash Talk, like she said, they got Veteran Trash Talk Hour, where it's all the army, all the army dingbats over there. We, <laughs> you gotta love those guys. I mean, but they're doing great things with the community. And then you got Throw Punch Mondays, and then you got Marine Corps Wednesdays with myself, the Stone Vet, RNG from the Stone Vet, coming out every Wednesday, you know? And then my show every Friday, you guys can catch up on, where I bring on, like I said, great, great entrepreneurs, great veterans, making a difference in our community, that are doing things in our community to ensure that our community is strong and that, we, that we're stronger together than we are apart. It's how it's always been, you know what I'm saying? Right. We always got each other. I, I'll, I'll lift you up wherever you're at. I'll lift you up because I don't need you to struggle anymore. It's just, it's, it's on call for and we don't need that anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we're coming close to the end of the show, Lynn. I appreciate you coming to hang out. What else you got to say to our guests that are out there listening? Well, if, you're, if you find yourself in a struggle, just hang in there. Um, take every day step by step. Every day is a new day. And just know that you're going to come out on top. Right. You're not alone, guys. It's like I tell you guys every time. This is why I do the show so you guys can listen to me in the car. Got put me in your ear while you're working. What's great about the show now, I'm on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, Dita. Wherever you listen to your podcast is where I'm at now. Wherever it's at. And if you got somewhere that I'm not, message me. Let me know because I'll get it uploaded so I can get it there so I get my episodes. Episodes come out every Friday. Every Friday I try to publish an episode, even with the holidays and everything, it doesn't matter, I try to get an episode out. Because guys, sometimes we're alone, and it sucks when we're alone, because that's when the thoughts come back, and that's when yeah. the thoughts start creeping when you're by yourself. And we don't need that, you know? I appreciate you guys hanging out with us on this Friday. Thank you, Lynn, for coming to hang out. Just take some time out of your day to hang out with me and enjoy the time, boy. Remember, guys... Go check out Rafa 180. I love my sponsor, Rafa 180, doing amazing things, have amazing products. If you're looking to try medicinal grade CBD, definitely the place to go. It's the only FDA regulated lab in the US. Here in the Midwest, it's the only FDA regulated lab processing the very best medicinal grade CBD. Go to Rafa180.com. When you go to checkout, check out with the Stone Vet USMC. Get you 15% off the entire order, man. It's a hell of a deal. It's better than a 10% veteran discount. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'll tell you that, guys. Remember, guys, here at the Stone Vet, we got your six. Smoke, chill, relax. It's Friday. You ain't got a job. We gon' get high today. Darker the flesh. The deeper the roots. Green of the weed. You know it's true. Puff, puff, pass. Trying to get high.